0: So, with the help of the master of the world, we're going to dive right into our shir and sikh hasran. This is a couple of weeks that we're learning the tzaddik, say for Saran. we're already up to yutes, chaf, so we're making ground. I want to thank all of you for coming in person. Yes, I'll make you the host as well. Thank all of you who are here with us in person, to all of you who are tuning in online on Facebook and on Zoom. Thank you so much for joining us as well. And let's jump right into it. So last week we began with Sikhas around Yotes, we started off with the eon of the beginning of the Sicha, and tonight we're going to be delving into the second half of the Sicha, and then Sicha Chaf, primarily. Something very, very important, Sicha Chaf. Okay, so the Rebbe had told us, let's begin from the beginning of Yotes. the says, El Asiya." The Rebbe says, I had a tremendous longing, an awesome an awesome longing to draw the world, el to actual maizam, to action. And we spoke about how people often have a misconception that Breslov is very much all about the rotsam, all about the gaguin, which of course it is. But the Rebbe was very much, and we speak about this all the time, about the balance, to be able to bring the art to be able to bring the gaguim and the rutson but into so that it should mean something, that it should have a practical impact on one's life. So Rebbe Nachman says, inasmuch as the Rebbe says in some places that the Iker is the Ratzin, in other places you find the Rebbe saying what? That the Iker is the hasiya, the Iker is the Maisa. Uh, two things, uh, uh, it seems like a STIRA, it's not a STIRA. Both are true. We need the Maisa, we need the Maisa to be absolutely bursting and permeated and saturated with Ratzin, the Gadusha, with yearning, with Kisufim and Gaguin. So over here, actually in this very same line, you have the Rebbe saying, Right, which could also be read as saying that the Rebbe's whole Indian is nichsafti, nihsafti. And the Rebbe's essence is yearning. But Laham Right? The yearning needs to become implanted and imbued within the Maisa, Shmir Salacha, Mitzvahs, as much as we can. We read so often about how the Rebbe says not to overthink, not to be ibertachden, but to go ahead and to try to snatch whatever you can. Whether it's, we're going to learn in another sikha where the Rebbe says, you know, drink down a couple of kapital chetilim and try to grab as much as you can and stuff your face with some with some chumash Rashi, you know, and and mamish as much as you can to just be involved and not to stand like we always give the mussel in front of the svarimstrang for 20 minutes trying to handle what should I learn and just grab something, learn, you know, whatever it is, and don't don't think too much, right? To just involve yourself as much as possible in Kedusha it's all good and it's all, it's all holy and it's all connecting us to the master of the world in the deepest way. So the Rebbe says, I wanted to draw the world This is obviously a hemshich of the previous sikha where we have spoken about how the Rebbe wanted that each and every person should be learning we spoke about consistency how important it is for a person to make every single day a Seder, consistency, no matter what the Seder is in, no matter how, how long the Seder is, we spoke about the power of every single day, not letting one day go by without learning something anything, we learned about how the definition of needs to be broadened. The Torah is so vast, and every person has their chilek, has the place in tar that they connect with. Make a Seder consistency every single day as much as you can. We spoke about how powerful that is. We're going to learn more about that. But Ammar, and the Rebbe says, uh, actually it was this piece. I'm, I'm saying last piece because that was last week. But the Rebbe says right here, and we'll review it again. He says that our people that are very distant from a life of Kedusha. Kedusha meaning separateness, holiness, transcendence. Ha'kodesh baruchu is the transcendent element of God, so to speak, as opposed to the Shekhinah, which is the indwelling, imminent perspective, a Kaddish, Kiddusha, to be walking a tefach above this ground. We're going to learn from Rav Nassim what that means, to have our feet planted in the ground, but the, but the mind of a Jew should be Kaddish, should be holy, should be elevated. And with that holiness, we're supposed to imbue, much like we're speaking about the nechsavti ma'oi, laham sheches ha'ilam el asiyah, to imbue the asiya, to imbue the ma'aseh, to imbue the this-worldliness that's connected with the physical body and the guf and all the different things, our mundane responsibilities as human beings, but to imbue that with that Indian of Kaddish. See, he says over here that even anashim that are rechoikim in a that are distant from such a lifestyle, Ma'oyr, shenil kedum, ra, that are trapped in a negative trap and a negative cycle of behaviors that they feel that they can't break free from, adru gilam chas they become completely and entirely sucked into this habitual trap of Averis, chas v'shalom, rachmano litzlan, rachmano lishesvan. The okay. Rebbe says the power of Torah, Godol Kol is so incredibly powerful. We learned last week from the Rebbe Shachayim, from the Bruchayim, from the Paliyot, different tzaddik in the same union, in the same nakuda that. Torah has such an incredible power to be able to fix up what a person blemished, ultimately, because each neshama is rooted in an ice from the Torah And the Mela Limanat is going back to the Sharish and fixing up the Begam that a person made, or the covering up, or the Hester, or the shutting God out, and the barriers that we build. So a person connects himself with Limanat Torah, and all of a sudden we're able to go back to that place, so to speak, and to rectify, and to make a tikkun. But ultimately, consistency in Limanat Torah, the yasalem we spoke about that importance of every single day and to make it an obligation on oneself. Every day, as much as we can, a set amount, and as much as that's possible. No matter what his circumstance and situation is, says the Rebbe, it's not speculative. It's not a, it's not a Shema. Vidai Yiskulatseis Mimitsudasam Hara Aydeatyr through the Helegatarah dashikoya taira Godomi Ay because the power of Tyra is incredibly great. So just to close off that segment before we move into the next part of the Sikha, let's turn the page over and see a piece from Reb Nasan in the Kuty Alakas Khahiris Vakablanis, Mkhaish Mishba. And Rambnasan here says we're going to read through it quickly because it's a big piece and it's really just a reiteration of a lot of these ideas, but some very beautiful lashiness. Rambnasan does not nobody had a pen like Rambnasan. So the Tzaddik writes like this: A person that's fallen into the place that he's fallen into, and by the way, you know we're we're very quick to. See this as synonymous with certain Averis, specific Averis, particularly re- relating to men's you know issues and that struggle. But it doesn't necessarily have to n- have to mean that, right? It means holistically, even beyond, even if a person is excelling in that one nekuda, a person can still be in a matzah that, that's one area of Auras Hashem. It's not that it's the yisoid, right? But it's but it's one element. A person even a person could be excelling in that and still feel naf al is not to feel that or not to feel that connection, not to feel that access in other areas, right? Rabbi Nachman says that there are people and we'll learn this together in Sikh Asran, there are people who have a bigger taiva for 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 any other taiva that, may, that 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 they might have. Right? So he says for example a person who has a taiva for COVID, and he says that their taiva for covet is so incredibly great that it's master that it covers over their taivas for the things that they're too embarrassed to do and so on and so forth. But it doesn't mean that they're clean from that inion. It means that they it means that what they have a taiva for is overarching, right? So it, it, it's it's very possible that a person needs to sort of sort of be misboyne and in despite of those to to connect. Right and to clarify what 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 it is that we need to be focusing on and even if a person is excelling in one nikkuda, there's another nikkuda. The of says the Rebbe. It's very easy to go ahead and connect to Hashem. We spoke last week about loneliness, right? About being able to commune with our Kadosh Baruch Hu. With the Malamet Torah la Ami Yisrael. Be Kal. Ayeid Torah. Kdoisha ki at Torah. Kdoisha yeredes. Af Yudon the Mishu who be the Torah spans all my dragons, down into the earth, Sinai, Eliyonim Lamala, Tachtonim, or Eliyonim Lamata, Tachtonim Lamala, like a Besamikdash. Sinai, sulam, utzavar, tzavar, tzavar, shemigiyah, sinai, right? HaKadosh Baruch brings down the Torah from the highest of all realms, chach, and beyond that, right? Mamish, Kadmal down into the, you know, into the deepest elements of a person's human, even the lowly aspects, yatsar, uh, the, the lowliest aspects of a person's human life, almost on the animalistic side of things, there's Torah there, right? And that's the Torah is incredible, that there are halachas that are dealing with the, with the most externally, lowly, physical, corporeal you know, gross matter in, in this that a person is a human being but ultimately the Torah is, is, is able to be mishtausal, is able to reach from that incredibly elevated place all the way down into the darkest pockets of the human experience. So he says the Torah is your redness, even to a person that's and the Torah is awakening him. That even people who are feeling like they're of But if your ears are open to hearing the Torah. So the Torah is able to, to, to pull you out of that. Even a person that tastes that feeling of being lost, of being entirely confused, of not having any hold on objective truth or morality, just wandering around this world with, 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 no, with no boundaries, with no goals, and with no ideals. But they also... We're able to open up our ears to hear the voice of the Torah, that makes those that are foolish wise, and it guides them along the path of an objective morality and, a, and an ultimate wisdom. That the Torah is announcing to a person all the time, When are you going to connect yourself, continue to connect yourself with folly, with foolishness? Pull away. There's a better way to live. Not just short—we'll talk about this a lot. Not just short-term sacrifice and living a difficult life, so that so that one day we can reach Eilam Abba. There's nothing more sweet. There's, no, there's nothing more yashar. There's nothing more uli Yisrael leiv simcha. Ashrecha ba Eilam Also tevloklal Eilam But the ikur is the sechar mitzvah mitzvah in this world. As mamash the inyan of 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 yafasha of... achas teir mitzvah simaisim tevma Eilam mi Right? There's no osher. There's no sweeter life than this. There's no more healthy, normal, balanced, beautiful, uh, yasher life than this, and that's what the Torah is telling us all the time. Even down into the darkest depth, even a person who feels as if he's in this lowly place, and to bring you back, right, right back to We spoke about consistency. Even if a person is in the spiritual hell of distance from God and lack of spiritual clarity. We know that not even a person, Ezra ultimately, but they couldn't make that an ultimate halach and chiv on every single person because I'm not it makes no difference what state you're in. Like the Gemara Brachas tells us, Even those that are really not in a good state, not just consciously that they were in a matzah what can you do? They got Sarah. But we're speaking about people who are stricken, who are afflicted, people who wouldn't think that they have any kesher anymore to learn to open a Gemara to open a Medrash to open a Sivri Hasidah Sivri Musa they have no Shaykhaz to that no, 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 no you mamash have Shaykhaz with it and this that you think that you don't have Shaykhaz is still part of the little bit of dirt on your face so wipe it off and, but, but you, you beetsim have shaykhs with it because you're an ois in the Torah. You cannot exist in this consciousness without having an intimate shakas with the Torah. This that you think that you don't because of whatever actions you might have taken, that's decidedly external and it does nothing to obscure the fact of your essential holiness. right? And so Torah brings you back to who you essentially are. And so there's no there's no matzah that a person comes, divrit in a mechablam tumah. And the divrit Torah that's in the Slavish and the Jewish soul in a mechablam tumah. Hayos that learning Torah is a mechablam tumah. And we're each an embodiment of one of the letters in the Torah we're not macabre. This group of people is a paragraph or a sentence. And we're, we're all words, all of us. Our oisiyas combined together. We're all in different bodies. We have the space between us, mukhav kvil. But ultimately, we're a sentence from the Torah. Who knows what plasik we're making up? I don't know. Right? So, So, memela, we're able to connect to the Torah no matter where we are, no matter what we're feeling even them no <Amendment> the Torah the <philanthropy> the will refresh recalibrate bring them back to who they really are not just to return to karj bar but to return to what to who we are that's the deepest truth of t- of Chiva, What chuve is <Kimberly> <laughs> even when <openly speaking connectivity> And the Torah will bring you close. Consistency. We learn from the Pali Force yourself. Even if you, even, even if it's not sweet for you right away. And even if you don't feel as if there's any hope for you. Just every single day you can do it. Even if you don't believe in it. Five minutes you'll see the power. You'll see this incredible power. And it's not some, like, mystical thing. It's a return to the deepest essence of who you are, embodied in a lima that we're learning that can refresh. It's going in and being reborn, like a mikveh is. Rav another place says, we spoke about this in the past, the importance of going into a mikvah and holding one's breath until you feel that you can't breathe anymore. And then when you pop out of the mikvah and you take that first breath in, says Rav that's the Indian. That first breath is rachnach and chadish right? It's a, it's a rebirth. Latar birali b'riah is connected to the world of bina. Bina is is the, is the womb, right? It's Mamasha womb. That's what it is. You're supposed to also, when you go into the mikvah, you should adopt like a fetus sort of stance, you know, in the water. Because mamish have it in your mind, it, it's wiping clean. I'm free. I'm cleansing myself. When you come out, it's mamish can bury a chadasha. Mamish like a brand new creature. Ruach in chadash beker It's the first breath that a fledgling child, an infant, takes when it comes out of the mother's womb into the world. That's mamish. What the snikuda is, and whatever the mikveh is, Hakadosh Baruch is whatever. Hakadosh Baruch is the Torah is. Liman Torah can bring a person to this, to this place, to this place. Even though they're very distant and they're very trampled upon, and that's the key. It's only is their actions. The Torah is going to take you with it, right? And the Torah is going to come down to you, to your place. What's the Tikkun for? That's the Tikkun. That's why these two P'sukim are back-to-back, right? HaKadosh Baruch was Hester, which is connected to our Maisim, or lack thereof. And then what follows directly? Shira HaZois. Because that's the Tikkun. Wherever you walk, the Torah will be with you. When you lay down. Not only in the physical kever, but in the ruchnius kever. When a person feels that he's laying down, that he's finished, that he's... You feel dead. You feel numb. You don't know what's going on. You don't have clarity anymore. You feel distant. You feel darkened. You don't feel the sweetness. In any, in any in anything in life Bishachbachan, even in the kever, Tishmar Alecha. Gama'oz HaTar Tishmar Alecha, the Torah is guarding over you. Hussekar Vais Chal Hashem is burg and is bringing you close to Hashem. Kamabur Kazahaitib Amayran Yashem Hushami in Rabbi Nachman's Torah, Simon Yud Alecha, Yidiburi HaTarah, Yichodim Lotzis Mimadrega Pachusa, just to speak the words out. We'll learn in Sikha Ainvav at length about the Rebbe's halima. just even to say the words every single day, even if you don't understand them. Take 10 minutes and just say the words of whatever area of Torah that you're holding in, even if you don't understand. Obviously the ideal is to understand, but even if a person doesn't understand, that's going to have the power that can bring a person to a very lofty level. The words of Torah will illuminate your path. That's in the Torah, and Yud Aleph, that's going on Rav HaVarachana, in his vision, one of his many visions, where he sees this bird that's standing in the water with its feet, and its head is Mamish up there in the clouds in Shemaim. And he says, Rabbi Nachman says, this is the Torah, that its feet, its feet, so to speak, the Torah is reaching all the way down into the most mundane corporeal aspects of the human condition. But, but its, resh, its its head is, is Mamish in Shemaim. That Sinai, like we said, is Gematria Sulam. And what was happening on the Sulam? oil in the that's the Torah, that it reaches that's what the Torah is, wherever you connect with it, no matter how you feel like you're in the lowest realm and you can't imagine anything lower, you're immediately connecting, you're plugging into an outlet that brings you directly to the highest most elevated lofty heights. So like the Rebbe says, okay, the next piece also is just sort of reiterating this again, but that's a beautiful piece from the Kut is to remember that. Even even when a person's in the kever, ultimately we're able to refresh, we're able to recharge, we're able to connect back to who we are, and remind ourselves that any other meisim that we may be involved in that we ultimately don't want to be involved in, that it's ultimately not the real me, and so on, to refocus on who I am, that's the essence of tshuva. And cook says, like we've learned, that in the moment a person returns, Returns to themselves, Nemela they return to Hashem. Because who do you find when you dig down to the core of your being? You find a Kaddish Baruch. You find a Chelik al So if you return to your ideal state of who you actually are, that itself is part of Shuvatu Akaddish Baruch. That's who you'll find. And returning to Hashem, Emma B'eponimius means not that tshuva, and this is Rav Kuk's big thing in Arsat Tshuva, it's not something unnatural, it's a contortion, we have to force ourselves, it's, it's something strange and foreign and restrictive and difficult, and what can you do? I'm trying my best, right? Right? We're trying our best. No, it says Rav Kuk tshuva, there's nothing more natural than tshuva for the Jewish soul. And anything that feels unnatural is still the chitzainius that's blocking. It means that you didn't dig deep, deep enough. Right? But tshuva is so natural, it's such a natural thing for a person to be able to go back to that place of, of yashrus, what we call in our language, right? the, the, the princess of youth, right? that gets lost along the way, that Amalek comes and tries to convince us that that's not really who we are, that's not the real me. But the emes and the panemius is, is that at our core we are holy, it's the first principle, right? That's that's what shuva means. Bachal Mishaya introduces his story with this sentence, Baderach Siparti along the way. I told the story. What's the derech like we read in the book? It's synonymous with Ashakarcha, Baderech. It's right, it's the same Derech that Amalik attacks us on, that Amalik tries to cool us down, that Amalik tries to make us cynical, that Amalik tries to make us feel as if we've lost touch with our essence, with our panemius. But whoever heard this story highly heard tshuva. Why tshuva? Because tshuva means to reclaim that which Amalek tries to take away. That's chapter one in the book, largely, right? So that's an important thing to remember. That's from the first part of Yutah. So let's turn back and let's read the uh, the end of Yutah. And here the Rebbe says, or Ab rather records, v'chol <speaking in Hebrew> that Rabbi Nachman's entire goal, what did he come to this world to do that the Rebbe said about his neshama that it needed no further rectification, he came only to help other people, like what was it? What, what was the point? What did he want from them? Rak l'uvdas v'asi eshal kedusha was simply to enable the Jew to focus every single moment on the ultimate tachlis hachaim, like we've also said in the past, how do you sum up Breslov in one word? Is the tachlis. It's mamish the tachlis is to cut through any chitsanias and any shtuyot and any makhloikas, the Kedusha or the and anything, and just get to the, to the, like, what is life about? Why was I placed into this world? It was to be a medaber to communicate to HaKadosh Baruch who is forever communicating with us by speaking the world into existence each and every moment. And HaKadosh Baruch asks that we channel ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch to speak with Him, right? Thank you so much for coming. Right? To speak with Him and to communicate with Him. We have one more chair, right? Right? For, just for you. And, uh, and to focus on the tachlis. Why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? What, wh- why is my neshama functioning in a human body that I was placed in this world so now I have to understand like, what, what is that about? And that's what Braslav wants from us. To have a lave, rach. Right? To have a lave basar, To have a heart of flesh that's a feeling heart that doesn't lose touch, that doesn't get sunken down into the physical aspects of the world so we become cynical and and, 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 and you know, and, and we lose hope of there being the possibility of humanity really functioning together, all of these visions that Rabbi Nachman had of Mashiach, that Mashiach is going to come and conquer the whole world without one bullet being fired, no Armageddon, no big, tremendous, uh, violent battle and war, Mamishnah. For the poetry of unity, Shalom, like Rabbi Nachman says in Chav For people just to get together and to converse and to speak with one another. To be able to still have that perception of the Tachlis of what we're all here for. That Kaddish Baruch was real and we're supposed to connect with him. So the ikr that Rabbi Nachman wanted was La Shal Kaddusha Like we mentioned at the beginning, without any sort of overthinking or calculation or sophistication. Rakhshen Nasek Tamid Basiyah Shal shall Fill your life and I should fill my life and we should fill our lives and our collective lives just with being obsessed with holiness, whatever form of holiness, and not to start making diunim, This is not my maserah. This is not my shita. This is not shita's. It's not the ikr It was one sheet. There's We have We have 613 mitzvahs, and we have all different drachim. Twelve shvatim, each of which had their own had their own thing. But like the mesilas yesharim says, whatever a person can think in their mind that's going to help a person get close to Hashem, grab it and don't let go. We live in a generation saying it's like, we're drowning, we're mamish drowning. If a person's drowning and there are a couple of different colored pieces of wood that are floating, um, floating around and he happens not to like four out of the five colors, he's making chashboinus now, which colors he doesn't, he, he, mamish grabs onto whatever he could hold onto, right? And so there's no time for this. There's no time. The ikur is mamish. Oh, there's vasiyus tikaduch. There's so much to do. Give me the chassadim, no chesh, Jump into a tail and whatever it is, whatever your matzav is, barotze, bein bein Like Rabbi Nachman says in Taravav and other places. No matter whether you're in a matzav of aliyah that you're able and you have the clarity and the head power and the zitzvayish and whatever your situation is to sit and whatever your ideal vision of an ideal of Hashem, whether it's shas you know, or it's or it's and rise for many hours, whatever that is, or if you're in a situation where you feel completely unable to do any of those things. Open up a biography of a tzaddik. Read it in English. That's all. You have an avoidah there. It's kal. It's eat, but, but you're not out of the game. In Rabbi there's no such thing as out of the game. There's no such thing as Saif's man. Like, it's the end. You know, you're burnt out. It's benasman azman, ben There's no such thing. Sabotus Hashem is every single moment of our waking lives. And there's always a way to connect. Whether things are going good, whether things are not going. Good. So you connect. Whatever way that you can grab. Whatever, whatever connection point you have. And Dafka, if we want to focus more in, more specifically, there was no tzaddik that had more access points than Rabbi Nachman. Whether it's his spododos, whether it's his tyres, whether it's Rabnazim's tefilas, whether it's his stories, whether it's his melodies, whether it's, his, I mean, it, there's, it's so broad. There's always something that a person could hold on to connect to HaKadosh Baruch to connect to the tzaddik, but to hold on to Kedusha, tachlis, what's the tachlis Achaim? every moment? Is this bringing me closer to my tachlis or further away? <inaudible> Rebbe Nachman had an we've spoken about when he was a child. When he wanted to give tzedakah, he would take a number of coins and he would mamish work up the whole slavas and the same and yichudim and put one coin in, and then he would take a little bit of a break, and then he would go ahead with the next coin and work up the same inyan. Mamish, he was obsessed with mitzvahs as much as he possibly could to involve ourselves in that, to try to engineer for ourselves some way that we can be involved with all of ourselves, to be obsessed with, with wanting to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through all of the various aspects of the Torah. If we thought Rabbi Nachman is, is universally broad and there's always an entry point, the Torah, I'm saying, it covers everything. There's, in every circumstance, there's a way to get close to Hashem. There's always a mitzvah, even David HaMelech, saw himself in the bathhouse and he said, I'm armed from mitzvahs, but he had a brismillah of Amir Kulim to take pride in that, right? The simcha of being a yid tachasr shalei batas, Hashem halekech, b'simcha v'tov leibah, we'll speak about just to be happy, to thank Hashem, just the fact that I'm alive. That's a mitzvah and Muna. Saying There's so many constant mitzvahs we can do even when we feel like we have nothing. When we feel like we have nothing mamish. B'shach b'cha alecha, there's always a place to connect. t'ayra Mamish, without any sophistication, just to del, to, to mamish, enter into the mikvah of a, of a Jewish lifestyle, and to be obsessed with that, and to be constantly thinking, how can I help other people? How can I? How can I spread this? How can I share this? How can I imbue this within myself so that it is just bursting from me? Right? This nekuda, that yiddishkeit is not just this again sacrifice we'll speak about in this terrible treacherous life in this world, you know, so that we're you know we'll we'll, we'll get olam haba. No, but it's the it's the sweetest way to live. It's the most it's the most the most vibrant, and, and the lifestyle that's full of vitality, and emes, and Yashras and, and depth, and omek, and, and maturity, and, and, and everything good. Amish, everything good. Behizr ma'oyin very firmly stressed. Li'as besimcha tamid, for a person to constantly be besimcha, Always spoke about simcha, always spoke about joy. Not joy in the sense, necessarily, of a person feeling like he wants to dance on a table, or not, you can't force a, an emotion. But Rebbe Nachman stressed in, in ways that a person can bring themselves to some tinge, to some level, to, to, to be able to be happy or to find something to be happy about in every matzav. Like Rebbe Nachman begins his story of the seven beggars. It's taken out of some editions. But he begins the story, his famous long story of the seven beggars. He says, he says, <laughs> Now I'm going to tell you, Eich shall you smechim b'toich how they were happy, dafka in the marishchayr. It's taken out of some editions. Not eishle ismeichen, eishle but toy chamarishchayr. That's some 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 editions have that in the real editions. Really was it edited out. Whatever, How you can find simcha, not to be, jo- not, you're, you're not simcha, but you can find a kernel of joy, some connecting, some, some connection, some you know port that you can bound, bind yourself to to be able to reframe the situation, to remind yourself. And there are Insayim to this. We're going to see in a minute what one of those Insayim is. But He spoke to us so often about this. It's brought in and other Svarim from the Rebbe. even more than we've recorded He spoke to us so much. about Pe. He gave it over to us orally. Be you know, Be the situation as a man again. And to reiterate, we have to read. Structure what the concept of Simcha is you can't all the times. It's not normal. It's not human And Nachman wanted us very much to be human beings You can't plaster a fake smile on your face no matter what's going on. It's not healthy It's not a human being is tiferes, as Yaakov Avinu is, is we're supposed to feel all the different emotions Ava, Yira and so on, but there's a deep inner Simcha that a person is able to tap into that I would say is associated with yishavadas. The I Indian of, of yishavadas, like even when things are not going well and you have a right to be upset about things and even angry about things, is there a way to reframe using a lot of Rabbi Nachman's techniques, ultimately techniques, he was way before his time, now it's part of you know the psychological literature, but way before his time, to be able to use reframing techniques, to look at the big picture, to, and, and, and so on and so forth, to be able to find some level of yishavadas. Rabbi Nachman has a famous lesson, small little term, the at him around, her herchavtali. Right? Rabbi Nachman says, David doesn't say, you took me out of the narrow constraints of feeling stuck into a harchava, which is itself another plasik, min ameitza karasikon kanane ba merchavka. But this posseg says, bitzar, while I was still in the constricted space, while I still felt like I didn't really know practically how I'm getting out of this, Within the tsar, I was able to find some harchaba. I was able to find some hadas within the tsar. Doesn't mean that my situation changed and it doesn't mean that it's even normal for me in a circumstance where which should never know from such a thing. A person a person loses a family member, right? Anybody is going to claim the name of Rabbi Nachman that we shouldn't go through the mourning period and feel emotions. I mean, that's not what you want. And in see some people who take it to an extreme, they they become like robots. It's like weird. It's like it's not it's it's not normal. That's not it's not a healthy thing. It's Right, Akharis Baruch Hu wants us to be human beings. Akharis Baruch Hu understands that in as much as we're supposed to kashem shamavarchem malatoiv mavarchem Ra, but there's a mourning period, and that's built into the system. Akharis Baruch Hu knows that we're not malachim, and he knows that we feel pain, even though it's an illusion, and so on and so forth. It's a our it's a ticking. Okay, that, that's part of the techniques. But sacha kol, we're supposed to feel these things. Mamish feel them for real. But there's a way of even bitzar herchavteli. There's a way to even find the harchava within the tsar itself. So a very important Torah that's connected with this is Torah Yud and Lukutim Rantanyana. It's a small little teaching, but it's so incredibly powerful. And Rabbi Nachman says like this, listen to this. This, that people are far from Hashem, far from the aspect of Kedusha, far from the aspect of transcendence, far from the aspect of identifying themselves with their Shoresh, what's the Shoresh, with the essential holiness, to live in that frame of mind and to operate out of that identity. And they're not even trying to get close to the master of the world, who rock. Because they don't have Das. They're not settled. They don't take the time to settle themselves. And they don't take those moments to really sit and to ask them to, themselves the tactless oriented questions, the big questions—not what am I going to eat, you know? How am I going to make the food? Where am I going for lunch? What you know, like all. But to think. The why, like the big why, not just why do I want to eat lunch, which is itself a tachlis, but ultimately of a very specific, I'm hungry, okay, but why am I hungry? Because I have a physiological, uh, you know, structure within me that requires me to eat so that I should have chiyas. Well, why do I need, why do I need to ha- meaning to take the whys, like Rabbi Nachman describes in Lamentess, every tachlis has a tachlis, until you get to the ultimate tachlis and you ask yourself, like the big why, like why am I here? What is life about? What's the tahle? And he's, here he says, and he's going to use that word a lot now. But Ikra says, Rebbe Nachman, the main thing is A person needs to take time off. In L'Kutam Ran and in Sikhasran Ran and in L'Kutay Halachas, Yishav Adas is always synonymous with Always one and the same. Describes is yishavadas. You take 5, 10, 15 minutes off, a half hour, an hour, ultimately, if you're able, even more than that, if you can, in a healthy, again, balanced, normal way. And a person takes time off, and what do we do in ourselves, we really start to dig deep. We take ourselves away from the distractions of the world and from other people's labeling of ourselves and expectations and societal, you know, uh, all, all of this garbage that's ultimately extraneous. And we take ourselves, but mamish ourselves into nature. And we allow ourselves also to Bakin of a mikvah to be reborn. To mamish be reborn and to speak the of in front of the Deim, right? In front of a Quris baruch who knows everything anyway. The And in that moment we're able to attain Yishav in talking out of those big questions and those very large, big issues, even though Espoydudus is also supposed to be used for the, even the small things. Rabban Asin's shoelace broke and so on. or so says you have to daven for that also. Is it below your dignity to daven to Hashem about your shoelace? Right? Because it's not below Baruch baruch's dignity. We've spoken about that. But Espoydudus is really ultimately, essentially, for this nekudah of Yeshiva das. Instead of a very similar thing in Sichayur? Yeah. You're a bulim, you speak out. you speak out bilbul, your comment Yes, exactly. It's it's exactly right. And and again, it doesn't. And even in the, in that context, it doesn't mean that you're taken out of the bulling. You can still be in the bulling. But there's clarity even b'taycha bull That's exactly right. We call that the the prophetic darkness or something, right? To go ahead and to set aside a time to be of yourself, to be of ourselves. What is the actual tachlis we call and we call Tav and to think for like what is the tachas What's the purpose of all of this? Whether they're physical, taivas, physiological pleasures, shachutz for more khali pleasures, could go uncovered like we spoke about. But Azai says, bin Nachman, if a person were to take off time and to think about the Pashit insanity, which we'll get to in a minute, but the insanity of this engagement with Tivus and this cycle that we find ourselves in, which again we'll speak about in a minute, the last couple of minutes we have. But if we would if we would get clarity into this, and we would allow ourselves to think about these things really in a very logical, non emotional, non dramatic, even non spiritual way, which I'll get to in a minute, but in a very logical, 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 clear way to be miyashiv ourselves outside of the influence of society and preconceived notions about what pleasure is, right, and what, what, what our desires are, we'll speak again all about this in a minute. If we would be able to be miyashiv ourselves, says Rabbi Nachman, pivada yashiv al Hashem, Because it's a sane lifestyle to live within normal human boundaries of objective morality. It's sane not to hide and not to have to pretend and not to have to live a double life and not to have to fool people and not to have to break people's hearts and not to have to act like a behemoth. It's sane to do that. It's sane. Makes sense. Takes Yishavadas which we'll talk about in a minute, but the more that we take off time to be miyashiv ourselves, to view these things, like the Piyasetzan Rebbe says and describes this in from a detached standpoint, not while you're standing in it, shift into the observer mindset. In some form, sort of that's called das, the observer, not, not the emotions. Go into das, into that aspect of just a separate consciousness to be able to literally view what we're going through and our emotions from an objective standpoint. Not to be mired within them, to be able to master over them, to hold space for them, and to say this is what I'm feeling, not to judge it, not to start making assumptions about what I am because I'm feeling this. No no no. Not to label. Simply to observe. To do this and spite to this, to observe ourselves. To think back over the day, if we do have spotted this at night, or spotted this in the morning of the previous day, to think back over certain circumstances, and literally, we're like observing ourselves as as a test study, and to ask ourselves, like, what was that actually about? Do I want to do these things? Is this the kind of person that I want to be? Is this sane? Is this even attractive to me? Is this like, right? And the more that we're able to be meyashiv ourselves and allow that clarity to be able to filter down into our emotions, moach shalat alalev, where the mind is able to conquer the heart, meymei liyashiv al-Hashem, because it's clear to us that this is the logical thing to do. And I'm going to say something very powerful about Yisra Hashem in a moment after we finish Yud in Tanyana, and then we'll go into Sichas Renchaf and we'll be march the Dibur a little bit. I think we started late too, no? started very late, maybe even. Yeah, Seder, okay. So, when a person is bitter and broken and depressed, ultimately, not clinical depression that you know, people need medicine for, but a person is sad and a person is pessimistic and a person is filled with amalek and khrirus and laziness. Axelos and Axelos are always linked together to our kufnunay. A person is just, I uh, can't get out of bed. Your mind is simply not functioning properly. Our minds are not functioning properly when we're in a matziv of marashair. yashiv daito, it's going to be very difficult for oneself in that matsiv to be miyashiv oneself. Because all of a sudden everything gets blown out of proportion. Or we aren't able to accurately assess different feelings that we have because they become sullied. It's like a person wearing sunglasses and starting to complain that everything is dark. It's simply because of the sunglasses. We don't see things clearly when we're in a massive of brokenness and pessimism and, 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 and self-loathing and all this stuff that's associated with atzvos, with brokenness, with heaviness, with laziness, with, with kveidus, we're not able to reach yeshvatas yishav, because we're not seeing things as they mamish are. When a person is in a in a massive of optimism, when a person is in a massive of assumption of success, even after a thousand million times failing, each time again, not with this depressed heavy feeling of oh my gosh, like life stinks, like Chazal even say, maybe they were maybe they were joking, I don't know. A person has a and a Yotzir, a are inside, and a Yotzir, a creator outside, and a person lives in this perpetual state of like I'm doomed either way right if i'm if i'm if i'm if i'm right I, i'm i'm sorry if, if, I'm, if I'm trying to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu, I have Yisurim from the etzar that's trying to pull me. If I'm, if I'm doing what the etzar wants, So it's like, as a person, it's like a pessimistic sort of approach where it's like I'm doomed no matter what. Life is, 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 is hard. Life is tough. Yiddish Kite is just a drag. And so hopefully I'm going to try to do the best that I can for the purpose of other Haba, but essentially in this world there's no real hope for me you know, to really live a happy lifestyle because I feel that draw from the etzar so powerfully that I feel that like, it's just a miserable lifestyle without it. Right? which of course is a sheker, which we'll get to again. Simcha changes everything. Optimism changes everything. We'll speak about in a minute exactly what the optimism is in this regard, Dafko, with regard to tainog and with regard to Taibas, but Simcha changes the game. Simcha gives a person clarity. You could think straight. You could think like a normal person. You know, when a person is a little bit down on themselves and they walk into a room of people and they start just assuming what this guy's thinking of me and what that guy said about me last night, it's like, Mom, it's total dimyon. When a person is in a happy mood, a self-confident mood, it's, it's just, you, you could see things, you know, from a whole different perspective. You could, you could have clarity in things. And says Ben Achman, it's a famous Torah here, the Pasik says in Yeshayu, ki seit seyu. On a Pashit level, it means that we're going to get out of Galas with joy. But it says Rebbe Nachman, it's not that joy is simply another aspect of what you know, how we're going to get out. So it's descriptive. You know, we're going to be joyous when we go out. It says Rebbe Nachman, no. Ki say the only way to get out is with simcha. And that's what, you know, Shlomo says from Ibn from Nachman. It's not that you're... It's not that things are going so wrong and, 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 and so therefore you're sad he says you're sad and so things are going wrong right simcha is not a tachlis simcha is the means and we have to walk with it all the time it's not that we're trying I'm trying to get to simcha there's no such thing because you'll never get there there's always going to be a reason to be miserable over there everybody knows right it's not uh, it's not right? Uh, right? I mean, it, it's never ending it'll never be Content, completely content, there's no such thing. It's a dymyon. It's a total dymyon. Because it can't become satisfied with something that you don't really want in the first place. Hey, it's a dimion that you think you want these things. So Mamela, there's no way to satisfy it because it's not really what you wanted anyway. So you continue to go ahead and try you know, and try and try and try. No, maybe this time I'm really going to enjoy it. And, maybe the, and, and, and to keep on going on, but it was never something you essentially wanted in the first place. So there's no threshold for finally getting there because you, you, you thought you were on a different road, and you're, your you're on a road that never, ever ends. It doesn't have an end, like we learned from Sichavav, Vav. When he opens his hand, there's nothing in it. There is no tachlis. There's pasher, no, no tachlis. There's no end. You can't be satisfied. The union of simcha is able to give a person the ability to leave. When a person starts finding joy, even in the current circumstances, bizarre, not to wait until I'm out to then hopefully attain simcha. The only way you're getting out is with simcha. Not to say to HaKadosh Baruch when you heal me from whatever I'm going through, so then I'm going to stop worrying. No, 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 no. You stop worrying already now. You start entering into a place of emunah and realizing, which is itself a spod, the sort of a saga, that worrying is literally wasteful. It, it does not do a thing for a person. Think about it. It does nothing for you. Being sad, anxious, it does, it's not logical. It does not help a situation at all. Even being panicked, it doesn't help. Ha- on the contrary, they tell a person in a massive of emergency, the worst thing to do is to panic. Why? Because then you don't think straight. It's mamish this. You, you're not able to be managing the mayach so the main thing is, the first, the first step is to, is, to, is to try to access Simcha in whatever possible way that one can. Is to try to strive for that perspective that's going to enable a person to tap into joy, not despite, but even because of the circumstances. That's also part of the reframing. Amemela, that's going to be the ticket out. Not that once I get out, then I'm going to be able to have Simcha. That's not the way it works. It works the opposite way around. Nasa ben Simcha Nasab ben The Mamish. V'yal the came therefore kishemekasher simcha lamoyach when a person binds simcha to the mind. As I'm, and you're able to clarify, the mind is able to be freed from all of this garbage and all of this dimmion that's related to pessimism and brokenness and darkness and atzfuz and atzlis. you could think straight for the first time in your life and put things into perspective instead of blowing every little tiny thing into this huge Indian, whether it's even to put things into perspective. You're trying the best that you can. There was a slip-up. Say it or move on. It's not like it doesn't have to, you know, kill you and drown you. So you put everything into its proper perspective. Because Baruch wants that we should live. Like we learned from Mem and Tanyana. So a person's free. At that point, you could start to really think about life. But the first thing is, the prerequisite is, you have to start thinking about things clearly. And part of the way to think about things clearly, like we learned about a simcha, and part of the way to get simcha is the <laughs> Rebbe. No, there, obviously, there are many tzaddik and many different teachings, but the Rebbe's das is like whatever ideal that in our best day we could possibly think of touching, any safer and Breslov already contains that moichen, you know, that you can access, that you can remind yourself, that you can plug back into sanity, to the Rebbe's clarity, it was sanity, it was das, amok. It's mamish, like... Just lucid, mamish lucid, tachlis to keep you focused. What's the ultimate? T- what's the ultimate goal? It's like literally the Rebbe's brain is just sitting there on the table, and you can plug into it. You can mamish just wire, you know. You can you can plug into it, and that gives a person simcha, puts things into perspective, balance, everything healthy, normal. Again, it has to be given over in a, in a proper way. But this is the nakuda the person's mind is free when he brings rise in the Gemara Megillah we don't have time to go into every detail now but through Gullus the person's das is, is not is not settled why do they have a special clarity because they never went to Gullus you see that Gullus is connected to a lack of clarity lack of clarity is connected to Gullus how do you get out says the Rebbe Simcha Simcha the level of Simcha, the next paragraph, how do you get to Simcha? This is one of the Rebbe's malachim, obviously a prime, a prime tool to be able to bring a person's heart to joy, not in the sense, again, of this physical, you know, emotive state of joy as we think about it, to jump up and want to celebrate and go buy a birthday cake. You're not there. You're not in that, in that Bechina. But it means to locate the nakuta Taiwan, which means <coughs> to start putting things into perspective. Whatever you think you're so broken about, whatever you feel is going wrong, is failing. Bei Ruchnis, I have that point within myself that's ever connected, that's ever pure. We spoke about it. The essence of who we are at our core, we are holy. To be able to plug back into that in every moment, to put things into perspective. Chatoim rabim. I should be so, uh, you know, mamish buried under this incredible masa, like Rabbi Nachman says, it's mamishah. It's a, it's a, it's a tremendous burden of sin that we feel is crushing us, crumbling upon us. Because we think that we become identified with our actions. You find in the you realize that that's the of who you are. You're an oist Kaddish from the Torah that can never deliver in a macabre mtuma. And all of a sudden, things brighten up. There's no such thing as losing. The, the, the lost princess is itself a Dimion. It's itself a Dimien. She was never lost. There's no such thing as being lost. such no such thing. There's no such thing. Nekudatayba helps us realize that. I have a bunch of shirman Kudataiba. But to be able to identify that place which is qualitatively different, even though quantitatively it's only one tiny spark amidst this entire you know pile of rubble of horrible things, but qualitatively it's different in the sense that this is your essence and everything else is external to you. That's a reframing. Whoa, that reframes the situation. All of a sudden, okay, like... I. I I can, I can accept responsibility. I can start going through the tshuva process, but like a normal, healthy person without it blowing up into this, like I just I'm, destroy the world. I'm the worst person in the world and feel shame and self-loathing, which we know how that goes. That goes back into the cycle then because we want to rush. Anytime we feel anxious, we want to get back into the matzah. And then it's a never-ending cycle and it just is filled with marashcher. There's no other word for it. It's filled with pain and darkness. And a person who's stuck in that doesn't have a minute of yishavadas to clarify it in his mind anything. And he's no simcha, no yeshiva das, and nothing, and this endless cycle of, of, of despair and brokenness. Amish. But the Rebbe says find that little nekuda toyba al kolpanin even if a person has nothing else you can rejoice over this that you're a Jew you can rejoice over this that you're connected to the deepest deepest story that runs from the beginning of time even before time all the way until the end of history he, knew, here we are looking the same as we did for thousands of years connected to the same tefillin and the same tzitzvah you don't imagine how many mitzvahs you do before 11 o'clock in the morning most of us right which is a pella. hopefully okay maybe we should extend it uh, before, <laughs> before 2 o'clock in the afternoon we we have to remind ourselves that if we were a Kirav professional, I hate that word professionals, like Kirav professionals, halavai, I should be uh, a Tshuva, you know? But if we were Isaac and Kirav in any sort of way, and if a person did what each of us do for, you know, just from, 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 from the time that we wake up until like two o'clock, let's say in the afternoon, we would be going out of our kalims, like, oh my gosh, how much progress this person made. It's unbelievable. Nathil Zidayim, did you hear he did Nathil Zidayim today? He said, Shema, he said, Kriya Shema, Davin. He put on tzitzes, wearing a yarmulke. He made a bracha before breakfast. Like, and these are things that we just take for granted because we don't understand the, the benefit and the beauty. Because we think of Yiddishkeit as this cultural thing that we have to do with six sons, right? We think of just this thing. Nope, this is what a firm Jew does. No, it's not. It's not. It's Nishmas Yisrael, it's the deepest Vekas, every single moment, every single action. We, 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 right, just one little thing that a person does in Ruchnias. We can mamish dance for 2,000 years that you came down to the world to say one bracha, that's my father's Torah, like we said. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu caused that Am Yisrael's nishamas should leave them. Every word that came out of Hashem's mouth and come back to life to show us that it would have been worth coming down to live and die over every single word of Torah that was able to hear. Aye, didn't clap the whole shir, good, He got one point. That's it. You live a life of Yishavadas. You live a life of clarity. You live a life of openness. Okay, so the last couple of minutes, let's see. and I want to speak to you about something very important. Says the When a person is the whole day with Simcham. We don't really have time to do this properly. Okay, we need to see We always do. An opposite, particularly. When a person all the time is, b'simcha. it'll be easier for him. This is an exact ex- extension of Tariyud that we just learned to set aside one hour a day. Better to be joyous the whole entire day so that you'll be able to have one hour of mamish, healthy. Hispodes, with the shivron lev that comes with that, which is qualitatively different than atzvus. Shivron lev and atzvus are very, very far from one another. We'll speak about that. Is there a sentence coming up? Then, to be in a state of, like, assume shivron lev the whole day, but ultimately it's it's not... It's not what a kaddish baruch hu wants. When a person becomes depressed, you would think it's the opposite, right? Other rabba, such a person his mom, is filled with his spyinuos and and all day It would be much easier for him. Now it's much harder. to be honest, to be authentic, to be clear. And he says even more so in the time of tefillah. A person has to compel himself as much as you can. We don't have time to see the piece inside, but you'll take the notes with you if you're interested. From the Kasser Shem, from the Heleg of Hashem, on the other side with the Rebbe, And we'll just read the first line. And we And we'll just read the first he says it's a much bigger deal for a person to daven with a big smile on his face than a person who's chuckling and like he's going to break in half and tears rolling down his face which could also be holy depending on the circumstance. Rebbe Nachman says the ikker, and the Balshem says the Iker is based on our Arizel to daven b'simcha with joy. mamish, full of joy. So a person has to davka b'shas tefillah to push oneself into that matzav and try as much as you can. Not to, again, not to, to force yourself in this unhealthy way to attain the joy that we usually classically think is joy, but to utilize the Rebbe's Indian Before you start, you want to ask, Ah, I have an akut What a privilege to be able to daven in front of Hashem. As I am. As I am, because the real me is the one that's davening, not what I just did five minutes ago. This is mamish the real me. What a privilege. It would have been worth coming down how delicious tefillah is. Rabbi Nachman says in Torah test, Ikra bin tefillah. Tefillah chaya. Tefillah gives me life. Tefillah is my life. Tefillah is the essence of who I am as a medaber that makes me human over the behemoth. the v'chule. Then you go into Shemad Esrei, and it's like, okay, it's not an external simchab of ecstasy, right? It could bring a person to that. Islavas but at least you're in a matzev of like, you see things, big picture. You're able to climb out of that, you know, like, like all of this katnos, right, that seeks to snare us and trap us, and, and you enter into Shemana Esri from, in the perspective of moichin the you know, to see the big picture of things. Tachlos, at the end of the day, there's a Hashem, and I'm a, and I'm a Yiddish and a Shama, and I have a schus to connect with Him, and I'm trying the best that I can, and I struggle with what I struggle with, but I'm trying the best that I can. Ah, givalta, What is a Shemana Esri, right? That has in calculations. So then it becomes much easier. And, and he says, that's the ikra of tefillah to do this. But he says, it's very hard. It's very difficult because we're battling against the whole world that wants to drag us down. It's the most difficult avoid, But that should be the ikra of our focus to get to this place. And all the Rebbe's teachings in one way or another are connected to this. The Vilna Goen is quoted as having said that the hardest mitzvah of sukkah was what? What's the hardest mitzvah is Simcha. Why? Because the Pesach says, ach sameach. He says, ach sameach. I mean, There's no room for anything else. You have to be only B'Simcha the whole time, and Simcha is hard. Even though the Rambam is, uses that to be mamayit, So it's a, it's, a, it's a miyot. But he learned that You mamish have to be B'Simcha every single minute of, of, of sukkahs. So you can't, not for one second, and it's kasha. Rabbi Nachman says it's kasha. V'amar, Rabbi Nachman said, and we'll go a couple of minutes over time, I apologize in advance, but I think it's important once we started. Lamash to be simcha, the Rebbe said, it's impossible to come to simcha. Sometimes you just gotta make yourselves, a, or make, make a, a person needs to make himself a little bit silly. To make a joke or two. Usually self-deprecating, not to take oneself so seriously, right? Not to take ourselves so seriously. To be a little bit uninhibited, to act a little bit silly and crazy. Not to hold ourselves in such a dignified, like or something, or something. Like the physical body is something, you know, self-respect. There's no self-respect, what? Your neshama, your neshama that's in this world, that's 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 itself an ex- experience of absurdity. The whole thing is is, is bizarre, this whole thing, is, it's one, it's like, it's like es Echad Gadar. Ibn Achman said that if he had his way, he would take a couple of chevra and move out far away where nobody knew from him and he would just watch people and just laugh at them the whole day. That's what Ibn Achman said, because the world is insane. The world is posh insane. If you think about it in a way of Yishav Adas, of a big, broad-mindedness, the tachlis hachaim, the things that people spend their time with, the things that people are machshev, the things that people get upset over, the things that people love. The people that the, the, the things that people ruin their lives over—it's—it's it's almost comedic. If it wouldn't be so tragic, it would be—it would be hilarious, right? But the—but the sad part is—is is that we're part of it, and that's why his spoyt us needs for us to go into that objective standpoint as an observer to be like Rabbi Re- Nachman in that moment with his das and to laugh at ourselves a little bit, to laugh at ourselves. Listen to this line. This is what I want to speak to you about for the next five minutes. When a person. In all of its manifestations and expressions as we've been speaking about it until this point, which I think is a radically different simcha than people ordinarily think. You know, simcha is associated with Bresla, people jumping on cars and different things. And that's, 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 that's You know, who knows what these people would be if, if not for that. But, it's, but that's ultimately, it's, a, it's ultimately a kilkul in the sense of what Rabbi Nachman's vision of what simcha was supposed to be, right? In, this, in the sense of this yishavadas, broad-mindedness, this this way of being able to be a human being and to be able to feel the gamut of human emotions, but within each and every emotion, to be able to plug back into the broad-minded Das of tachlis Uh the big the big the big picture of optimism, to understand that it's not there's no such thing as forever. samla lachoishech, like we say so often, there becomes a moment where you can where you can step out of the darkness, and every single inyan that the nekudas habachir of a person should be constantly shifting, and we can grow, and we can change, and we can evolve, and we can develop spiritually. And, and no matter what we feel bound by, it's 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 a sh'tus echor gadol. We can break free, says the Rebbe. When a person is to this, listen to this. When a person can enter into such an union of such a clarity and such a yishvad das. HaKadosh so Baruch himself, so to speak, as being the with the person Shamarabur a person a person is able to attain clarity and perfection in this Indian. So I want just now for the for the last couple of minutes just to say something that is very, very important. The truth is it requires more time, we don't have time for this now, but etzem. But let my try very quickly, very very quickly. But it's it's important and I want you to listen to me. part of what we spoke about in the first part of this year with regard to the misconception that people ordinarily have about the difficulties of this worldliness and the difficulties of trying to be an Hashem, and the sacrifices that we have to make and the oily miyutri right that we feel that this is something that my whole life depends upon and when I have to separate from them, talking Dafka and the inner Shemir's verse now, right? But it can be applied to many other areas as well, where we feel that we cannot live without this, right? And the, the thought of living or trying to live without it sets us into terrible panic, right? And we feel as if we can function and how much. Part of Yeshavadas and part of Espoyedidos and part of this. Experience of Hashem himself coming down and being Shimar a person's birth for him, so to speak, that means, is two realizations. The first realization is that this thing that I thought was pleasurable, or this thing that I was under the dymion, was something that I that I enjoyed, is when viewed with this objective, optimistic broad-minded Yishavada sort of perspective when viewed from that place, taking into account the years that we're trying to break free from this thing, so we clearly hate it, not even from a spiritual perspective, just on a on a physical perspective, how sick it makes us feel and how it destroys relationships and it makes us hide and it makes us To understand that this thing I is is not something that I want. It's Pasha poison. It's a poison. poison. It's not giving me anything. Zero, it's giving me nothing. And that leads into the second realization, which is that breaking free is not an union of self control because it doesn't take self control to not drink a cup of bleach, because it doesn't take self control to not engage in a poison. And when a person, and, and, and what I want you to do is to separate this from, from religion and spirituality. Again, I could talk now for the next hour on this. But a lot of times, because we make this union and this struggle, kashur, to, to the concepts of Yitzhahara and taiva and this, it muddles, it muddles it. And it makes it very dramatic. And it makes it very emotional. And it's very hard to go into this very logical place of just to see this thing outside the context of our Yiddishkeit. Is it the essence of Yiddishkeit? Of course. That'll be a side benefit. But the main thing Rabbi Nachman says the Icar is Yishav let a Kodesh will be shown in the verse for you. You'll see this. You'll see this, and I promise you. When a person adopts the mentality that it's not, I'm not counting days and there's no streaks and there's no obsession, there's push it the decision to say that I realize and recognize on a logical level that this is not something I want, that it's a poison, push it a poison. The haraya, I've been trying to get rid of it for, for you know, however long. I am not giving up. Anything. I am push it, not giving up a thing. There's no feeling of this inner struggle of like, no, but like, oh my gosh, it's day 18, and I'm like, uh, I, I really want. No, you don't. You just, you don't. Mirosh, you made a decision to say this thing is a poison, and I'm, pu- I'm push it, done. And I will not for one moment feel as if I'm still you know, kashur to this, it's called a dictionary, and so on and so forth. without like, I'm getting into the complexity, we of time now. But, but this, to label oneself, like, this is, no, I'm, I'm an addict, I'll be an addict forever. They say, pashit, make a calculated decision, very logical. Yishav broad-minded, has spoiled this decision. Rabbi Achman says of a person as Das Tzach this taiva is not a taiva. Das Tzach kolshuhu. Where is that Das Tzach kolshuhu? Where is it exactly? Where is that Das Sakhoshu? People that struggle for this with their, for, the entire, for 40, 50, 60 years and the darkness and the brokenness to think that you're getting something from this when you don't realize that the only thing that you were under, the illusion that you were getting was created itself by this. That there's a dependency that's created on this particular action on this particular vision or on this particular Indian and you feel... ah. There's not much like, oh, there's a release that's gotten. so that, But it's an illusion because regular people who aren't stuck in that simply can live their lives in a much happier, healthier, li'ish or leif way away without needing this because it's not giving you anything. Whatever it's giving you was itself created by this. And you think that by doing this, you're, you're, you're gaining something. You're only deepening the hole that's going to cause you to then need to fill it again with this very thing, the choyzer chalila. And it goes on and on and on and on and you never get out until you make this very, very simple judgment. To say for yourself, this thing is simply a poison, it holds nothing for me, it does nothing for me, I don't need this, I don't want it, I can live life without it. And then to be able to say to oneself, therefore, I'm done. I'm pashiddam. Without any drama, without any like big spiritual tefillas and chew, I am pashiddam. And I'm not losing anything. I'm not sacrificing anything. I'm not counting days as if I need. I made this decision. I got clarity on this. This thing is a poison. One doesn't need to be commended for not drinking bleach, like we said, or for not harming oneself in some way. This is a big I want you to think about this, because it's a paradigm shift from the other approaches to trying to deal with this you that have very much to do with you know, all these streaks and counting and chizik and support and accountability and falling and getting up. You could you could push it, avoid this whole thing, by simply taking this two-step process, and it requires a lot of y- das, objectivity, very rational, very logical, make a simple judgment to make a decision. And the moment that you make your decision, you're done. You're not you're not still you're not a recovering addict. You're done. You're done. You're a non-user. You're finished. And to go from there you'll find that a remarkable thing happens. The cheshek and the taiva is gone. It's a pashit, gone. You wouldn't believe it. It's gone. There's no self-control, willpower. There's no willpower. There's no willpower necessary. The thing is not enjoyable, it's not pleasurable. Once you understand the way that it works on the brain and so on and so forth, it's, it's not an emotional or character-related thing that we make it as. Again, it's a whole tire I can talk about it for a very long period of time. But there's a misconception the way that we grow up with this. It's, it's something that's related to a deeper emotional issue, it's really not. It's a chemical dependency on something like any drug. And the way to do it is to see it as such from a perspective, and then a Kudus shifts. It becomes something that it posh, it doesn't it. Once you identify it as the poison that it is, no willpower necessary. No willpower necessary. And any thought that you have about it will simply be the thought of incredible joy that you're done with that, that you're posh, done with it, that you can live your life free of all of the disgusting, filth, and terrible that all of us, I think, are familiar with. This I believe is what Ibn Achman is talking about here. When a person can attain simcha optimism, you're not stuck in this forever. There's an easy way out. And to be able to have this Yeshava Das, the Das Tsach Kol Shahu, Agarish Barhu himself is coming down and being Shahma the because you don't have to do zilch. OK, there's more on this. If you want to talk to me more about resources, more on this mahalich, which is a specific mahalich, um, and very unlike anything else, and one of the only thing that really works for a lot of people, um, feel free. And, and I can try to send you materials and so on and so forth. Um, but this is an important thing, and I think that we can find it in the Rebbe himself in the Rebbe Himself, as, we have, as we've just learned. So that's a very, very powerful thing. We should bezaikha to clarity, we should bezaikha to sanity, we should bezaikha to non-dramatization, we should be to not blowing things out of proportion, we should bezaikha to lucidity, to be able to, to view things from an objective, non-emotional, non, uh, you know, no no drama, no, just very, very basic, and to go, as much as we can, to connect to HaKadosh to try our best to do our established, of course this doesn't mean that you don't need filters, and of course it doesn't mean that you don't need to stay away from different places, is the of course, because the moment that we so that we're back in, the moment that it convinces it, us it's not a poison, we're finished we have to try our best, right, to stay within the confines of Kedusha as much as we can and, uh, and, and to really be able to taste the bliss and the freedom of also of but there's no greater life thank you so so much thank you to all the new faces, thank you for coming, I hope you come back and we'll um, Yeah, we have a minion that didn't have a We'll dive a Thank you so much, guys, for being with us and for learning with us. And uh, have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you so much, Chavra.